In December 1903, after several attempts, the Wright brothers were finally successful in getting what they simply called their flying machine off the ground. Thrilled, they telegraphed this message to their sister Catherine back home. We have actually flown 120 feet. We will be home for Christmas. <laughs> Catherine rushed to the editor of the local newspaper and showed him the telegraph. He glanced at it, handed it back to her and said, well, how nice, the boys will be home for Christmas. <laughs> he saw the part about Christmas, but he missed the meaning of that message. One thing that becomes apparent this time of year, as we look at people around us, even people we know well, as we look at the news and print and entertainment media, depending even on our own perspective, Christmas means a lot of different things to different people. To those in the retail business, Christmas means later hours, long lines, and hopefully more sales. Those in the travel and restaurant and hotel industries have their expectations. In education, it means the end of a semester, the halfway point through the school year. What does Christmas mean to a single mom working three jobs and never seeming to have enough to make ends meet? What is the significance of Christmas to our military serving in foreign cultures around the world? To some homes, it means an empty house because the kids are going to spend Christmas at a divorced parent's. To some, it's the first Christmas alone after losing a spouse of more than 50 years. Still others, Christmas means maybe, just Maybe if I get a bonus at work this year, I can get the car fixed. To many, it means parties and travel and meals with family. One family observed the practice of baking a special birthday cake and singing happy birthday to Jesus. A special place was set at the table and the day was called his birthday. When out-of-town relatives came in a few days later, one of the children was asked, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? And very quickly, the child said, no, it wasn't my birthday. December 25th is not our day. And regardless of what day of the week it falls on, it is the Lord's day. And so in light of that, let me suggest a few meanings of Christmas for us today. The angels came to the shepherds to announce that Jesus had been born. We've all heard how the shepherds were among the lower class of society. They had little respect. They were far from influential. And yet it was to them that the angel said, to you is born this day. The first thing that verse tells us is that Christmas means God knows you. You are important to God. No matter how insignificant you might think you are, you are important to God. The scriptures tell us how God uses people and things that we might tend to overlook or ignore. The Apostle Paul said in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 1, think of what you were before. You were not wise or influential. You were not of noble birth. God chooses foolish things 
to shame the wise and weak things to shame the strong. A Jewish lad was sold into slavery and taken to a foreign country and yet God used Joseph to begin the process of redeeming his people centuries later. God used the shepherd Moses to lead his people. The shepherd David to become Israel's greatest king. He used downtrodden, even despised people throughout the Old and the New Testaments to display his power. And so it's no surprise then that God chose to use a young, lowly peasant girl to become the mother of his son and then had his son born in a stable. The world hears of such things and says, that's foolish. But yet in that same passage in 1 Corinthians, I read verse 26 a moment ago, back up one verse to 25, and Paul writes, The foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. The announcement to the shepherds was just like Jesus saying years later in his ministry, If God cares about sparrows and lilies, he cares about you. We need to hear that. Children living in homes where no one seems to care need to hear that. Single parents need to hear that. Men and women in jails and prison across the country, lonely people need to hear that. People facing challenges and issues and health concerns and leading busy lives need to hear that. If God can care about sparrows and lilies, he cares about you. God says, I want you to know. Just like I wanted the shepherds to know, no matter what happens, no matter what anyone says, you are important to me. Unto you that is born this day also means, number two, God loves you. And your life matters. There had to have been times that those shepherds wondered if it mattered to just keep on watching those silly old sheep. And it's the same with us. What difference does it make if I get up every morning and go through my same routine? Every life matters. We are influences to other people. The school I grew up attending had 30 students in my grade, and we were a large class. <laughs> that school in K through 12 under one roof had less than 300 students. And so imagine how lost I was when I transferred my senior year to another school that had more than 200 in my graduating class alone. That is, until a man came up to me and shook my hand and Mr. Westbury said, I am glad you are here. He became more than my teacher. He was my friend. He was my mentor. I spent time in his home with his family. I went to church with them. He was a profound influence on my life. Just a few years ago, when I was still teaching middle school at Madison, every year we had Spirit Week. And during Spirit Week on different days, students could dress up in different day ways. There, were, there was a twin day where students could dress 
like one of their friends. There were crazy hat days and silly sock days and other days where they could dress like movie stars or singers. One day, they were told to simply come as anyone you admire. There were former presidents. There were sports heroes and celebrities. And one seventh grade girl came up to me dressed in khaki pants and a blue Oxford cloth shirt and a tie and said, Mr. Phillips, do you like my outfit? I said, you look great. Who are you supposed to be? And she said, you. It touched me. I had a spare pair of glasses in my desk, so I put them on and I gave her my glasses to wear the rest of the day. (laughs) Our lives do matter to God and to others. Some years ago, a cartoon appeared in newspapers across the country. And it showed two farmers facing each other across a fence as a light snow was falling. Anything exciting happened lately? One asked. Not really, the other one said. And then he added, I did hear a girl had a baby in that cabin down the road. But other than that, nothing really exciting. Nothing exciting. Except that baby, born that night in the cabin of Tom Lincoln, became one of our country's most revered presidents, and he changed the course of history. In Bethlehem, 2,000 years ago, someone may well have asked, anything happened last night? No, I heard some girl had a baby in that stable over there, but other than that, nothing really exciting. Nothing exciting, except that night a king was born. And not just a king, but a king of all kings. And not just history, but the entire future of the world was changed. Your life does count. Your life does matter. And when you come to know that Savior King, then your life matters to His kingdom. Your life matters to God. Number three, Christmas means God hears you and your faith can make a difference. The shepherds prayed desperately for a Messiah to come. Those prayers had been offered by Israel for thousands of years. And in the last 400 years, there had been no word from any prophet of God. There must have been those who quit praying, quit having faith. And in the same way, today we become weary. We become discouraged. There may be times when we wonder if it really matters if we remain faithful and righteous. Is it worth holding up that Christian banner for the world to see, I believe it is, and I'll tell you why. One day, he's coming again. One day, and there will be no more wondering what Christmas really meant. Here's your homework for today. Take that simple outline from today's sermon, God Knows You, God loves you, and God hears you. 
And just to add a couple of thoughts, you don't have to write a new sermon. Just add a few thoughts, maybe an illustration from your life or from someone close to you, and then ask God to give you someone to just share those thoughts with. Make it your thought. God knows you. God loves you. And God hears you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the time that we've had together worshiping this morning as we have sung, as we have sung even in our hearts that glorious message of hope, that glorious message of the birth of your Son, our Savior and Lord. How we thank you. We thank you for each voice. We thank you for our director. We thank you for those who helped in technical and other ways. Father, we just pray that it will have been pleasing to you. And how we thank you, Father, for these very simple reminders today that you know us, you love us, and you do hear us. Help us find a way to take that message to someone this week. In your name we pray. Amen. As we come to our hymn of commitment this morning, just like we do every Sunday morning, we give you an opportunity to respond in any way that God might be touching your heart regarding your relationship with this church or your relationship with him. Would you listen and would you respond as God touches your heart? Stand as we sing together.